No, I mean, I'm telling you, like everywhere we go, he wants to know if it means anything. Welcome back to another episode of the Youth Ministry Booster Podcast. I'm Zach working here with my co-host and best friend, the one, the only, Chad Higgins. Chad, how are you, man? Wonderful, Zach. Oh, wonderful is good. Wonderful is Absolutely good. Absolutely wonderful. Why so wonderful? Summer's almost over, but Oh, it is almost over. I, here's the I like summer. It's yeah. Post-Labor Day, even? Uh, it's just been so hot in Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm just, I'm ready for, I'm ready for a little pumpkin spice weather, you know? <laughs> Put those sweat rags, white pants on the shelf. The spice is about to hit the aisles. It's yeah, good. dude, I'm, yeah. I'm the in spice my must flow. Lemons, ready to <laughs> the go. spice must flow. Uh, hey, well, you know, uh, yeah, trade your white, your, your white denim in for leggings and uh, pick up a little pumpkin spice to drink. It's good. It's ready. Uh, it is the end of summer season and we are into fall. Uh, it may still feel a little hot where you live, but it definitely is. Uh, the kids are back in school. College football is on the TV on Saturdays. Uh, it, it's a unique season. It's a unique season. I think for a lot of folks, this is the season where we get, I've experienced this to be true, really reflective. Mm. The weather's changing. Should we be changing too, right? Like there's a lot of that in the air. You're, you told me a story about your son being quite reflective in the <laughs> So, um, uh, two children, Isaiah, the older one that became really famous on the podcast for his love of chocolate milk, uh, and we would go and get chocolate milk everywhere. Uh, Gideon may get famous for this story because it's really a game that you can play with your kids or even your youth. Uh, There's probably a slide game for it somewhere, and it's the idea that uh, when you see a store... Uh, that has a certain kind of name, you have a certain level of expectation for what might be inside. Uh, so it started with Shoe Carnival. Yes. We were going to get back to school shoes. We took them to Shoe Carnival. No no disrespect for the people at Shoe Carnival. They run a fine establishment. But Giddy was pretty critical that there was not quite the carnival atmosphere that the name had perpetrated outside. Right. If you're a little kid and you're looking for... The best place to buy shoes. Which, <laughs> let's be honest... Yeah. That may be a thing that Shoe Carnival could lean into a little bit more. There's a little bit. like Some, some of the things on the wall are a little bit Carnival-esque, but there was no clowns. There was no—on like I mean, they had like on the, one of the, the walls, there was like a little like big top painting. It had like the community announcements, which I don't know why there's community announcements at the Shoe Carnival. Like I don't know what kind of like brotherhoods getting formed at Shoe Carnival. There's just a bunch of dads what and loafers. What if there were meetings happening? Just meetings. <laughs> just just the, the monarch society of folks wearing white tennis shoes just hanging out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but Shoe Carnival was it. So then we started playing the game, made a game of it. Yeah. And so we drove by our insurance agent yes. at State Farm. Correct. And Giddy's like, so they have animals? And I was like, it is a myth that they don't. Like there's a lack of barnyard animals at State Farm for sure. And so then I called and told you, I was like, what are other places yeah. that we could play this with? And so we wanted to open up to our Youth Ministry Booster podcast family. So the other insurance one that we thought of was yeah. farmers. Farmers, just straight up farmers. Like there's a guy, like all the agents should wear coveralls. It just, you know. Can see. you imagine walking into that and being like, oh. hey man, I I need to get some home insurance. Yeah. And the dude's just like, well, come on over Can- here. How you gonna get yourself some? What you need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. What you need? Oh, yeah, just there, there's there's got to be a whole line of other places like like the like the village inn, right? Like 
it, it, it's not a hotel even. It's not even a hotel at all. Like it, it's not a village, not an inn. It's just a place to get pie. Uh, and so, you know, there's, I mean, Cracker Barrel's on point. I mean, they do have a lot of barrels at the Cracker Barrel. So it's, it's it, that's it, just it, racist. It's, it's, it is, it's, I mean, they're at least playing the right kind of game. So if you're a listener and love the podcast, we'd love to hear other places that Gideon should know. So it's, it's the way that Giddy goes. So it's the game where Giddy goes and names the thing that it should be. So it's, it's a really, it's a fun marketing game. So. There you go. That's that's our fall game when we drive around and see stores. You know, game GameStop. You know, sometimes we stop, sometimes we don't. So okay. So you you said a little bit. You get reflective in this season. You don't. You don't. Uh, the weather I, I gets the so. weather think, gets cooler. I think, in, the, the, I think in student ministry there is some of that that happens, but I think it happens for multiple reasons. Okay. Uh, I think for many youth pastors, it was go, go, go during the summer. Just nonstop. Or even for some youth pastors, there is a little maybe of a bereavement in the summer. I know some that, you know, they take off Wednesday night. So it is the restarting of the new year. Yeah. You've gone through that shift of like, do I have enough volunteer leaders or not? Yeah. Or if you didn't, you were hustling hard to get all of them. It seems like there was just like the extra, it was like a full summer, and then it was still the extra push at the end. And so probably, like it or not, regardless, September, October is always the like, yeah. and you look around and you either think of more things that you ought to do and either don't have the energy to, or, and this is the thing that was part of the prompting when I texted you and said I wanted to talk about this on the podcast today, is that there's a lot of folks that either are moving into new roles or we're getting contacted about a lot of people that are available for hiring new roles. And it seems like there's just a lot of like everything has settled or everything's about to settle and people are asking some of those questions. And I just, I don't know, I was hit with this like people need to be really wise in this season and not just chase something or create movement for the sake of movement, which is busyness. Mm -hmm. And I just... I think in a season like this, there's a temptation that because we weren't running at the same speed as summer, um, that we might fall into the trap of trying to get really busy or create new problems, as you often tease me about doing, is creating new work, fabricating new things that you didn't actually need to do, or even in a really big way, like moving on before you're ready, moving on before it's time. I don't know. There's just a lot of those things circulating. And so my appeal to you was how can we be really wise in this Mm -hmm. season? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people whose start dates are October 1, right? It's October 1 or January 1. And so they've been talking throughout this entire season to a new place. Um, And so, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely can see that. And so people asking that question of, what's next and so whether it's a job shift or just like a what's next in our ministry shift yeah i think there is a lot of that space here where where people are going okay should i do it or should i not what's the wise decision yeah and so yeah let's 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 chat about that so for you when you're facing a, a big decision what are some of the early steps that you walk through and knowing what to do. Uh, so if I feel like the thing is coming, um, one of the things that I'm going to do is probably start writing down a lot of how I feel. Okay. Uh, I really think like, because uh, it comes in waves. We talked about some of episode. episodes. Like there's a lot of, like there's a day where uh, 
it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. And there's going to be a day where you're like, I don't know if I even really wanted that anymore. And I need to have both of those things written down because at some point, it's not pros and cons. I mean, there's always a pros and cons that everybody on. should do. I think there may be something to that because there's probably a difference between the like thinker and the feeler. Okay. Because I'll be honest with you, I've never said any big decision, I've never sat down with a journal and been like, how do I feel about How it? How do I feel? <laughs> feels like it could be good. Well, there was a time where we even were working on a project where I was like, man, this feels like it could be really exciting. And you're like, I think it's actually just a lot of work, though. <laughs> I'm like, but the new work could be really exciting. And you're like, I think it's actually just a lot of work. And so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, the Myers Briggs. Okay, so the, the NT and the NF is now coming out in our Myers Briggs. Yeah, because yeah. for me, like, if I've got a hard decision to make, I want to actually kill feelings. Okay. Maybe that's bad. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel anything about Next it. Next week's episode on Therapy with Chad. Uh, no, but for me, like, I'm trying to go, okay, I I want to get down to the best, you know, solution or whatever that is. Yeah. And so I don't want to just go off of emotion. But I, I, I am interested because I know that you do – have that like kind of feeling that, that also wane. There are feelings that also wane, which is why it's Man, important to write you know, it down. Whatever. Give Zach six weeks; he may not care anymore, right? Like it's he was. That's why you're so proud of me for like the seven things that I've actually stuck out in life. And so, yeah, sometimes you just have to give give it a long enough time. So I think okay. that's probably uh, you asked the question: What do you do first? Uh, I, I probably make sure to take stock of it because eventually the tail on it is going to run. For me, the tail is going to run out. The excitement of imagining myself. Yeah, doing the new thing or like, oh my gosh, like what if we had like a dedicated junior high, high school nights of ministry? You're like, that does sound cool for three weeks and then you're going to burn through your volunteers twice as fast. Have you thought about recruiting twice as hard? And I was like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I I don't, that's actually, I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. So there, there is some probably wisdom in in the mix of these two things, right? Like if you're somebody who's over, you're the thinker on this yep. thing, right? Yep. The calculus of and it. And you yep. are going to weigh out pros and cons. I would say that for myself, one thing that I probably need to take in stock more is, okay, what's energy feeling going to be not only for myself, yeah. but for the people that attend or go or are affected people you by get this, to work with, my yep. spouse, my yep. kids, all these kind of things, right? Um, but then I would say for the person who is the feeler, because you immediately said, "Why well, this isn't a pros and cons list. But, hey, but there's one of those in there. Yeah. After you get done crying. <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk let's about it. Let's maybe yeah. talk about some of the pluses. Yeah, red checkers and black checkers. Here we go. Let's stack them up. Yep. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Do you do you pros and cons? Do you do the list? I don't do a lot of lists. So I, I do have some kind of steps that I'll walk through. Um, I, I, me- mentally, there for sure is a list there okay. somewhere. Um, I, I normally don't go to like pen and paper on something like this. I, um, I will often seek some good counsel. Yeah. Um, guys like yourself, like, I mean, you know, when I'm trying to walk through something, I'm going to talk to you about it. Yeah. Multiple times, multiple times, uh, in, in a lot of different ways, right? Like I'm going to want to think through like, okay, what does that mean for here? What does that mean for what's next? Like, how is that possible? So I'm asking those questions of like, 
how and why and all these kind of things. One of the things that I'll try and and I joke a little bit about taking the emotion out is that is probably one of the things specifically as we talk, start talking about like moving jobs or something like that. That's like more than just like oh, what's next for, yeah. you know, this area. That could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what I want to assess through is, okay, am I leaving? Like if, if you're coming off of a bad summer, okay. Yeah. And maybe it was just tough. No, bad's not the right word. A tough summer, right? Yeah. Where man, it's hard to get involvement. You don't have felt leader, defeated. Those yeah. kind of things. If your knee jerk reaction is, "Well, I'm done here. I want to move." Like I actually think that what you're doing is you're running from your problem, and that problem will follow. Mm. If the belief is, well, if I was just at somewhere else, I wouldn't have, have these, these problems. Issues. Yeah. Like that is not the case at all. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons that you see I, youth ministry always gets a bad rap of like short longevity. Mm. And I think the statistic to look at is not necessarily the once stay at a place, but the actual like lifetime. Yeah, you may have served at six different places, but you were in it for thirty six years. That's right. that's very different than for someone who's been it in five years total. And yeah. I, I think a lot of times you'll you'll have you'll have dudes that will really only be in student ministry for like five years. Yeah. Uh all together at like three different places. Yeah. And I think a lot of times it's just because they're they're running from the same issue. And not and yeah. not really believing that the issues themselves. Yeah. Or the, the leadership. I, I don't even want to say themselves, because I think a lot of times when it comes to like leadership, it becomes this who am I thing instead of realizing that these are choices. Yes. Like uh, the lack of investment in volunteer leaders is a choice. It may be a lazy choice, but it's a choice. Well, and even some of the issues that we have with like senior leadership, like some of that, yes, you may have had a bad season or a bad run with a particular leader, but there are still learning things that we can do to relate to the most microiest managers of a leader or the more, most aloof of leaders that don't don't overcompensate for maybe some of their shortcomings, but a great leader doesn't just fix themselves. They figure out ways to relate to others even better. Sure. Uh, in, in spite of, I mean, this is the reason that we love things like Myers Briggs and Enneagram and Strength Finder is like some of it's learning you so that you can learn others. Right. Right. Like I email differently now because of who my upline leaders are than I used to email because right. I've learned how to communicate more clearly with the folks I need sure. to communicate with. I'm well, sorry. and I, I think some 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 of that stuff when it comes to like leaders, you know, or like dealing with a senior pastor, I, I don't think I don't think people ask near enough questions right uh, on the job interview side yeah. of being student. They just pastor. walk into the mess of it. They yeah. wanted they want a job and they want out where they're at. And so the first like sparkling thing that comes along that's a little bit bigger than where they're at now. They're in. A little bit bigger budget. It's like, oh, I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna make three thousand dollars more a year. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. I got a bigger student ministry. And then no none of the questions are asked about 
well, who is who is this leader that I'm working for? Yeah. How come they've burned through eight youth pastors in the uh, last ten years? I'll be different. I'll be different. I'll be right. Different, like, yeah. like y- they haven't worked with me. <laughs> right. Uh, and and to be able to really ask those questions, like I, I think I think we've got to get to a place where the job interview isn't just trying to put on a good face that they like you. Trying to win them. Trying to win them. Because then you have to always win them. Right. Like, it needs to be the right fit. Correct. And not the thing that you won. Right. And I think that's very, very different. Um, and so we've got to be, we've got to become people that truly think that out, that, that aren't just going, okay, well, that's a, a good thing, so I'm going to jump on it. And that goes back to that asking, like, is right now a time to be leaving, right? Yeah. And And I think when you know that it's not – then you need to run from yeah. the the offer because if you're a, a pretty solid youth pastor, you get propositioned, right? Sure. Like they're going to hit you up. Yeah, people are like, "Hey, man, would have you thought about coming over here?" Everybody loves a good leader, yeah. you know, and it always starts out right. It's like, "Man, how are you?" You know, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you know what I mean? How, how are you feeling? How things going over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're like, well, it's been you five know, years now, right? Yeah. Right. We, you know, we're looking for a guy, and yeah. uh, and so. Um, I, I think we can be friendly in those, but but it's also like not tempting ourselves when we know, right? Um, that hey, no, guys, God has me here. I'm, I want to be faithful. So, and that's why the wise counsel is important. Wise counsel is good. Is man. they need to know you well enough that they could almost speak for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something. I think a lot of us have some friends that will ask certain things because we'll get certain answers. Mm-hmm. I think a wise counsel or someone that you would trust enough, like. If there's a job thing you think that maybe was the right move or a minute, like, would you let Chad sit in and decide for you? Um, like, we need to get arranged marriages. Just arranged, like, what are your intentions with my Zach or whatever? <laughs> I'm putting it out there right now. I would love to come to anyone's job interview and just sit in. Just let me ask the question. Dude, there's a stand-up comedian that I listen to sometimes that talks about before he goes to sign new contracts, he has somebody from his old life that will sit in with him, and he'll look over and be like, does this sound like a good deal, or does this sound like I'm getting taken advantage of? And that's, for him, one of the deciding votes, is the person that's not not in it at all. It's not yeah. his money, it's not his deal, it's not his yeah. contract, but it's like, well, what do you think? Yeah. And so I think there is some of that level of like, Man, Chad, if you do this job or change this thing, like I'm just gonna have to hear it on the phone. So I want you to know my honest answer. So I think wise counsel. So so slowing down. You yeah. shared on the pre-show, uh, slowing down. Wisdom is accumulated slowly. Yeah. Um, because and this is the kind of the second thing we want to talk about. Wisdom is a skill. Yeah. So part of the conversation of back to school stuff. Isaiah, the older kid of mine. Uh, is in a Covey classroom. So in his school, they've got the Stephen Covey, like seven principles of like like intentional learning or whatever. It's like synergize, think about win-win. But one of the ones that we always would say to each other as part of just like leadership that now my second grader is like absorbing into his system is sharpen the saw. Mm -hmm. And that there is this like to make the right kind of decisions, there's a slow work to sharpen before you make the quick cuts. And so if wisdom is slowly accumulated, it's because it has a tool like emphasis and how it would be used, which is 100% biblical. I mean, we see 
in the accounts of Proverbs that wisdom is personified sitting at a table, that we would spend time mm-hmm. with wisdom, right. that we would sit before it, that Proverbs are to be molded over slowly yeah. to like sharpen our thinking. Do and we so, pursue Lady Wisdom? Right? Yeah, do we pursue it? it, it it's something to like literally like not to chase down the opportunity, but to chase down wisdom, which is very, very different, uh, I think, in the ways in which we, we like think about, but also pray, which mm-hmm. I think is one of the things that you wanted to share. Well, yeah, so I, I think... If if we're waiting until the moment to <laughs> seek wisdom in right, the situation, right. we're maybe a little late. Oh, in tough the, situation. What do we? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, what do we, think, what yeah, do, we yeah. do? What do we do? Um, and so I was sharing this with you, and this isn't like a definitely not a braggadocious kind of thing because it it really came and has continued to come in areas of my life where I feel very inadequate. But I remember as a high school kid, man. I read James 1, 5 and truly believed it, right? It's like, if anyone is lacking in wisdom, let them ask. And uh, and so I just began to ask. And a lot of times it's been asking for God to give me wisdom when I have no reason for wisdom at that point. Yeah. And that's probably the times in my life, hopefully I think when he's granted me a little bit, not that I feel wise, maybe that's part of wisdom. I think the more you gain the less you feel like you have it. Yeah. Um, but I know for myself in all areas, like that's one that I want to continue to ask and, and continue to see God in. And I think for all of us, no matter the situation, whether it's moving positions, whether it's changing something in our student ministry, like we've got to develop, um, a habit of asking for wisdom. And I would say not just an answer to the problem, but like a character to walk through the problem mm. when change isn't needed. Um, I think that's part of wisdom and growing in wisdom. I think one of the things that, whether it's big decisions or not, one of the things that we all have to get better at in student ministry is developing a prayer rhythm yeah. and a prayer strategy in everything that we do. Um, man, I've, I've heard it said before, and I know that it's so true, that it's like one of the easiest ways to make something fail is to not pray for it. Mm. And I think a lot of times we, we will plan camps and we'll plan events and we won't pl- plan a prayer strategy go with it. Yeah. And I think for us that are trying to make hard decisions, part of the process and the decision that I want to encourage us all to make is the spiritual aspect of the things that we're doing. Hey, you want better volunteers this next year? How are you beginning to pray for it? The church that we're attending right now, yeah, uh, over a year ago, they identified, they were like, we want to see more people come to faith. Yeah. We want to see more baptisms. And can I tell you, like, I've talked to their leadership, they're like, we didn't change anything except we begin to pray for it. Mm. And it's been happening, man. And it's been really cool to watch just as someone in the church mm. of a staff that has really began to pray individually for that and then calling our congregation to pray for it. And so I think wisdom for us isn't just getting the answer, but it is coming to the feet of Jesus. And I think as ministers, 
we've got to model it and we've got to take our people there. Yeah. So much so that maybe that's where we would start, restart and evaluate. Instead of the next thing that we're planning to do or the thing that we thought would be a great new idea, maybe the new thing is old and we start in prayer. Maybe the exciting thing is the simple thing, the consistent thing, to pray first and see where that leads. To ask not for more stuff or opportunities or stages or kids, but for wisdom to see what God might be up to or at work already in the life of our church, community, and ministry. It's really easy this semester, friend, to think about, look around, consider all that someone else might be doing or what you ought to be doing or feeling guilty about what you're not doing. But our prayer for you would be wisdom in this season and in all ways as you continue to lead, care for, and love young people and their families and Christ's church and the calling and the fullness and the goodness of what it means to serve students. Uh, we are hope that you are not tempted by soliciting for more quick, easy advice, but would seek deep, wise counsel, good, godly friends, and would be slow to accumulate the right kind of good wisdom, useful, holy, and wonderful in the ways in which God would lead.